every year Christmas poses a couple of questions to the world, and they're good questions for us to consider this morning. Question one is why? Why did Jesus come into the world? Question two is what? What difference should it make in my life that he would come into the world? What difference should it make in my relationships, my marriage, my friendships, into my my relationship with my kids, my work, my leisure, my thought life, and my emotions? Why did Jesus come to earth and for what reason was he born? You know, the moments before Jesus' crucifixion, he spoke to something that happened in the moments that he came to earth. We find the story in John 18 and 19. Jesus is meeting with Pontius Pilate, who's the Roman governor of Judea. And as he encounters him, Pontius Pilate is looking for Jesus to say something that would show him worthy of crucifixion. Pilate says to Jesus, so you are a king? And Jesus answered, you say correctly that I'm a king. For this, I have been born. And for this, I have come into the world to testify to the truth. And it's Jesus' answer to Pilate in the questioning that has me hooked this morning. He has, from his own mouth, given a very clear answer to the question, why? Why did Jesus come to earth? And for what reason he was born? The question for us, though, is what will Pilate do with the answer? And what will we do with it? What we'll see is in this moment, Pilate has a choice to make, and that's a choice whether he's going to place his highest value on his own kingdom, on the little kingdom of Pontius Pilate, or will he choose to place his highest value on this other kingdom that's being introduced to him, which is the kingdom of God, whose king is Jesus Christ. And that's a choice that you and I have to make also, and not just one time, but it's a choice that we face and we have to make each and every day of our lives. I'm reading again in John's Gospel, chapter 18, and Jesus has been seized by the Jewish officials. He's been brought into Pilate after going a night, probably with no sleep at all, and he's uh, set before Pilate, and Pilate asks him this in verse 29, what accusation do you who bring this man to me bring against him? And the crowd answered, and they said to him, if this man were not an evildoer, We would not have delivered him to you. Now, John doesn't go into the details here of the accusation, but Luke does in his gospel. And Luke adds that when they brought Jesus forward, that they said that he was trying to overthrow the government and claim himself to be the ruler and the king of all the people there. And so Pilate says, okay, is is this your plan? Are you trying to overthrow the kingdom and name yourself king? And if you're following along in your Bible, you find that Jesus uh, and Pilate retreat into Pilate's house. And they're not there to hang out and drink coffee and, and just have a good time hanging, but they're there for Pilate to interrogate him privately. And Pilate looks at Jesus, and you can maybe imagine the scene, piercing stare into Jesus' eyes, attempting to intimidate. And he says, so tell me, do you claim to be the king of the Jews? And Jesus answered, verse 34, Are you saying this on your own initiative, or did others tell you about me? In other words, Jesus says to Pilate, do you really want to know the answer, or are you just repeating the things you've heard heard others say about me? And Pilate answered Jesus, and he said, I'm not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests delivered you to me. What is it that you've done that's made them so angry? And here's what I want to focus on this morning. It's verse 36. Jesus answered, he said, 
my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, well, then my servants would be fighting so that I wouldn't be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, hear me clearly, my kingdom is not of this realm. See, the kingdom of God or or the kingdom of heaven as it's spoke about in the Bible, it is the thing that Jesus talked about and taught about more than really any other thing when he walked on earth. Uh, The word kingdom, I looked this up, it was used 103 times just in in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And Jesus was constantly talking about it to his disciples. He would say, look, I don't want you to place your highest value or your trust in the things of earth or the kingdoms of this world. I don't want you to trust in or to pour your life out in the earthly kingdoms of power and wealth and authority and walls. And everybody wants a piece of that kingdom. Everyone wants to be the king of that kingdom, but I don't want you to set your eyes on that kingdom. I want you to look to another kingdom. And why? Well, it's not because Jesus is withholding from his disciples or anyone else. It's not because Jesus doesn't want people to have or to enjoy or to delight, but he wants more for them than they even realize. And Jesus knows that the greatest heights that this world's kingdoms have to offer have no, you know, no resemblance of the kind of heights and the kind of joy and the kind of life that they can experience when their eyes are fixed on him and his kingdom. This kingdom here is real and, and lived in now, but it has an end. His kingdom is real, can be lived in now, and it is the kingdom of God. And I find that if I'm so focused on the kingdom of this world that I, I rarely even consider what it is that God has in store in his kingdom for me. I want you to think about the kingdom of God. The, the kingdom of God is the place where things function like and reflect the things that our God loves, and the things that reflect the, own, the, the very character of our God. It's where things happen the way he wants them to happen. And that means the kingdom of God is a place of joy. It's a place of truth. Not lies, not confusion, but truth. It's a place of grace, It's a place of health and light and life and peace. Uh, Think about the Hebrew word shalom for peace. It means things are just as they should be. And think about how rarely in our lives on this earth things are just as they should be. In the kingdom of God, things are always just as they should be. And that's because that's where God is. God's kingdom is a good place because he's good. It it, it reflects him. People don't lie in God's kingdom because God is truth and his kingdom is marked by that truth. People don't use each other in God's kingdom. They serve each other. They love each other. They, They embrace one another. They don't cheat in God's kingdom. They love in God's kingdom because that's what God is like and he rules and reigns in his kingdom. And so when the Pharisees, they grilled Jesus as to when the kingdom of God is coming, he answered them with this and said, behold, the kingdom of God is in your midst. Jesus was saying, I'm here. And by my birth, the kingdom was inaugurated. With my coming to earth, the kingdom has been opened to mankind, both Jews and Gentiles alike. He was born so that we even now could begin to taste and experience the elements that characterize God's kingdom, even now, the shalom, we can experience. The truth, we can see it. The grace, we can know it. 
He, he came so that we could live even within the kingdoms of the earth in his kingdom and call him the king of our hearts and of our lives. Now go back to John 18. What we see here is the Jews have brought Jesus to Pilate. And Pilate asks, well, what's the problem? What's the problem with this man? What's he done? And they say Jesus is trying to overthrow the government. And Pilate says, well, is that so? Well, are you trying to overthrow the government? And Jesus answers, well, my kingdom is not of this world. It's not rooted in this world. It's not stuck to the rules and confines of this world. It's not from this world. That's the phrasing that Jesus uses. It indicates he's saying, I'm not from here. I'm not about here. And I'm not going to end here. The kingdom I'm from is not birthed here. Its origin is not here. Its rules and its regulations are not here. Its ethics are not here. It's, it's, it has no confines of the world here. My kingdom isn't from this world. And in the same way, Jesus isn't from this world. He took on a human body. We get that, right? He is the eternal son of God who was in the beginning in Genesis 1. There in the moments of creation, Colossians says everything came to being through him. John says everything came to being through his hand. All of it. Jesus is the eternal son of God, but he he came from heaven to earth, taking on the form of a human. And that's why Jesus describes his birth not as a creation. He wasn't created. He's the creating one. But he was birthed. He was incarnated, right? He wasn't merely born. He came into the world from out of the world. And Jesus is saying here to Pilate, I want you to understand something. And what he's saying is probably the most surprising thing Pilate could ever hear. Pilate certainly is going to have a challenge to understanding it. Jesus is saying, we're talking about two entirely different kingdoms. They're operating at the same time.